Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Prep Rally Podcast. My name is Dominique Yates. Having a new guest today, Jason Frakes is out, and uh, I guess he just didn't want to do the show with me, but I will not hold that against him. Frakes, I still love you. But we do have Mr. J.L. Curvin. J.L., first time. Welcome to the show. It feels good to be here. I've been waiting, but uh, hopefully, you know, Frakes can be back next week, but I'll keep the spot warm in the meantime. Absolutely. So uh, I just fill us in. I know you've been with us for... How long have you been with the CJ now? About six months. Six Going, months next week. Actually. Six months yeah. next week. So, I mean, just what has it been like so far? What, what's been your impressions? You've been able to go through, what, some football state championships right. and cover some basketball to this point. You know, what's it been like so far for you? It's been awesome, man. It's, um, you know, Louisville is one of those cities that, like, there's a school in, in every sport that can compete for the state championship. Yeah, so yeah. It's been awesome being able to, you know, really cover the – the pinnacle for each sport yeah. here in the city and meet all the great athletes. So it's been fun. Yeah, absolutely. And well, we've enjoyed having you here. I know you have been able to, you've been busy. <laughs> you've not stopped. You told a lot of cool stories. And uh, we both just came off of the boys LIT right. and, and that just wrapped up. And uh, from round one up until, you know, the championship, there were some interesting games. There were some blowouts, pretty much all of that you could imagine. <laughs> Uh, especially that first round, right. it, just it nothing worth talking about. A wash. Yes. A complete wash. But now that it has been played and Mel won the LIT, just to, I guess, put a ribbon on the boys' LIT, uh, JL, what were your impressions and what were your takeaways on this and what stood out just from the whole week? Yeah, well, uh, starting with the champs, obviously, Mel was incredibly impressive. Yeah. Um, just the deepest team in the city right now, uh, you know, handled Ballard pretty easier than I thought they would. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jack Edeline is running that point, that team at the point guard spot with precision now. He's really, you know, found his way with the team. Uh, I mean, Caleb Glenn was Caleb Glenn all week. Yeah. Des Lindsay. I mean, this team is just loaded yeah. from top to bottom. Um, I mean, they got eighth graders coming off the bench. I mean, they, you know, Cole, Jack's brother, was putting in, a, was putting in work over the week, too. Yeah. So, I mean... This really is a team that like is loaded, has the depth to you know really make a run deep in March. So I mean, the LIT really didn't do anything to sort of hurt male stock, and I, and with them winning it, I feel like it only got stronger. That's a great point, and I think that going into the year, going into the LIT, and even still going into postseason in about a month or so, it will still be eyes on Ballard. Right. Because for the people that were at the LIT, Chris Renner, he didn't really coach in the game. He mainly led his assistant coach, Greg Willis, kind of finish what he started. He took over for Renner as uh, he was in a uh, COVID protocol. So there's probably some different things. Not like he wasn't on the bench, so obviously he did interject. But in terms of the full prep and coaching, it wasn't from Renner. Right. So that's one thing that you can take into consideration. And, again, you know you're going to see this matchup again. Yeah. And in a few weeks, absolutely, (laughs) and more than likely, right now, your smart money would be on these are the two teams that will get out of the seventh region. Absolutely. Obviously, Trinity, you know, Mike Sable's teams always, they just creep up on you. And, again, there's always just those little pesky, you can say, seventh region teams that are good. And, of course, you can't sleep on Manuel. Uh, Manuel, they have a lot of talented guys there, and they made it to the region finals last year. Absolutely. Still, Mel proved that it's not going to be a blowout in terms of who the heavy favorite is. And they do have a lot of guys that are playing better. And 
Right now, Ballard is just, I think part of it might be because there is no, Renner hasn't been there. But even then, when they play GRC in loss, you just haven't really witnessed the flow yeah, or rhythm dominance. just like yet. From this team. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know what it is, but it's also still, in most people's eyes, it is still early mm-hmm. uh, in this basketball season, and there's still plenty of games to be played. But it is something uh, to monitor, uh, at least when you're looking at uh, that 7th region. And there were some other points we talked about before we started right. rolling that really stood out to you from that L- LIT. Absolutely. I mean, we talked about, we just talked about Mail and Ballard and all the teams coming out of the 7th region, but if any region really impressed me over the LIT, it was the 6th region. <laughs> I mean, this loaded. Yes. From top to bottom. I mean, yeah. looking at the standings right now, there's probably about five or six teams that look legitimately could come out of that region. Yes. That is the greatest, like, point that I think, oh, my goodness. Like, literally, <laughs> if you put into words what that got, like, that tournament, it gets me excited. Yeah, you're talking PRP. Yeah. Western. Yes. Butler, who, you know, surprised everybody at the 10th seed and made the final. Yes. Um, Gaytown, who gave Ballard one heck of a game. Iroquois, who's yeah. this, you know, team that nobody really knows a lot about, but yeah. has an, an unbelievable record at the moment. So, and then you got teams like Fern Creek, who you know are still figuring it out, and but can you know be a pest every night, every now and then. I mean, that's what they did to the PRP, knocking yes. them out early in the tournament. Yes. So, I mean, this sixth region is is dangerous from top to bottom, and I and I love it. It really is dangerous because yeah, you can't like you mentioned, you can't overlook. Fern Creek, James Schooler, he's been at this a long time, so you know he's going to have his guys ready to roll when right. it does matter. And I mean, they also are playing in this tough schedule. Like, you played in the LIT, you're playing Mel, and you're playing, like, Butler, these type of teams that right now you have a lot of guys that probably don't have, like you say, they don't have no business playing that level of talent, but it's only going to make them better. And then you throw in DeSales, who was really good last year, but... Again, anything can happen, and Doss, Doss, Doss is, is another team. Fantastic. I mean, yeah. we talked to Kevin Gary after the Butler win, and he was like, that was one of my favorites to win the region. But they were able to, again, make some things happen. And, again, it, it's just so dominant in terms of so many good teams in that sixth region. Yeah. And, I mean, we haven't talked about a team like Evangel Christian, but who knows what could happen if it comes together. <laughs> they still I mean, have Christian Spalding. Yep. They still have some weapons there. So Western, J-Town, PRP. Yeah, it is one of those you can say get your popcorn ready when you get to that sixth region tournament. Yeah, and it's so exciting because just there's so much respect all around the, the region. Like, it is. The legitimately, like, these teams know, like, they can't, you know, take a night off. That, you know, every now and then that is, a DeSales might beat a PRP. Yeah. Like, it's just that competitive. Yeah. Know? Yeah, so it was a lot of fun. So those are a lot of things that really stood out for me was that just in looking at the 6th and the 7th region. And uh, I just think that, again, you're going to have some really just talented weapons and uh, just a lot of pieces to work with. But the the biggest, I guess, again, question mark for me right now is what will Ballard look like later down the road? I agree. I mean, go ahead. you have have to keep him. In, in mind that like pressure yeah. and hype really does weigh on a team you know coming in as the number one team all mm-hmm. this loaded talent Chris Rennes last year yep. there's so much circling that this team and at the end of the day the only thing that they're focused on is March yeah. so I mean it might be bumpy it might be you know we've seen teams win the KOB and not do anything in, in March we've seen 
teams win the LIT, that, you know, the, and not even make it to Rupp Arena. Absolutely. So, I mean, with Ballard, at the end of the day, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. And, um, you know, you would like to see them, you know, start to make some of those those strides, especially, you know, when you're getting handled by mail in your, in your own city. But um, at the end of the day, this team could really, you know, turn things around. I mean, they're still a great team. They're still one of the top. It's just they're not really living up to the hype that everybody pumped them to be. Not yet, at least. Not yet. But you definitely know that's a team capable of doing it. But at the same time, we could ask Tim Hayworth after the LIT. First LIT championship in 20 years. What would you rather have, that or a region championship trophy? Exactly. He's taking region. Ask Chris Renner the same thing. What would you like? You know what I mean? An LIT trophy or a region trophy? So, yeah, like you said, that's what they're playing for. They're playing for that postseason. So that's what all eyes are on. So, again, these teams are going to be in – Good shape. But, yeah, I mean, we talked about the sixth region. You can't overlook the seventh region. You know, we talked about, of course, Emmanuel, Mel Ballard. But then you can't forget St. X. They always do play competitive. St. X and Trinity, they've already played like eight times (laughs) in like the first 15 games of the season. and so they just battled twice last week. They literally did. They ended up splitting that series. So, I mean, yeah, St. X is a team that you always have to respect. Yeah. Uh, Now that they have their their football players back from that state championship Mm -hmm. team, things are starting to roll a little bit for them. You know, they're able to, you know, shock a few teams, too. Yeah. But, um, And then then also you have to throw in a team like Cal, not to cut you off, but it's like bowl cure. It's like, you know, what's going to happen with that? So, Again, it's it's still so many fun storylines, and so even though it's, like I said, it's January 18th, and we still just have so many other interesting storylines to follow, so that, that's one thing that I'm looking forward right. to. And it's wild that you do mention Kyle, because as talented as the LIT is, we still miss them. We still miss having them great point. seeing what they could have brought to the table. That's a great point. All right, let's jump ahead, and let's as we kind of wrap it up, let's look at the girls' LIT. We mentioned that uh, last week uh, on the show, so uh, now... We're less than a week away. Right. Finally, we'll kick off on Monday on the 24th. And there will be uh, those early round games uh, from uh, Monday. And really Monday, the higher seeds get to host. And then moving forward, uh, Tuesday until the championship on Sunday, it will be at Valley High School. Uh, so we'll get ready for that long drive yeah. <laughs> once again uh, to Valley. So obviously talked about it. Uh, like I said, with Franks, and we mentioned several teams that we were keeping an eye on. And um, But for you, uh, heading into the girls' LIT, what are some things you're looking out for, and what are you curious to see? Well, I mean, everybody knows that Sacred Heart is going to be the team that you yeah. know, yeah. team to beat. But there are a few teams that, you know, that I think can, you know, really give them a run for their money. Mm-hmm. You know, with this LIT, they're actually opening it up to the rest of the state. So you've got, you know, Sweet 16. Members from last year, like Absolutely. Anderson County Absolutely. and Bowling Green, they make things interesting. Notre Dame's also in the mix. Uh, Cal is looking really good with Jay McCurr. They just won the two-way yeah. uh, sectional last weekend, yeah. so they're rolling hot. There's a lot of teams that you know can come into this tournament and shake things up a little bit, but definitely Sacred Heart is that team that you know everybody's going to be gunning for. Yeah, I, I mean that was really the point uh, that we made last week, and what we said. Uh, the biggest thing, too, that you're going to see uh, is that this Girls LIT, you will get a taste of so many, not only teams from around the area because there's going to be out-of-city teams, but there's also going to be, like, region favorite 
type contenders. Absolutely. And we mentioned like Bowling Green is going to be the favorite in the fourth region, of course. Bullet East, and then you got Sacred Heart that's going to be some of the favorites there. And then you have even young teams like Mercy who are competitive. You have Mel. You have a Notre Dame who's really good, Assumption. So, again, that's right. similar to in Franklin County, of course. They played in several uh, state championships. So, whoever gets out of this, again, yeah, the favorite will be Sacred Heart. But it's not going to be like a quote-unquote bad loss Excellent. if they don't win the girls LIT. So, because Bullet East could very well win it. Franklin County could win it. Notre Dame. Again, there's going to be so many good teams with like really, really good coaching. Mm -hmm. I was telling people, if you're a fan of basketball coaching, this is the place to be. There's like 2,000 combined wins between these coaches and multiple state championships, and there's going to be teams that are favorites to uh, get back to Rupp Arena and try to cut down uh, the net. So, again, the, the girls' LIT, I think it will be better than the boys' LIT. I believe so, too. I think it's going to be more of a preview to um, to what we could possibly see in March with these with this lineup i feel like the the bracket is a little bit more i feel like the bracket in the girls lit is a little bit more balanced yeah so um with it you know especially being able to see like anderson county bowling green notre dame we're really going to be able to sort of get a, a gauge for how talented the assumptions and the mercies and the manuals are yeah i think that's the one thing i haven't been able to watch a lot of other girls basketball teams just yet uh, so that's one thing I'm excited for with the girls at LIT. I'll be able to see, you can say a lot, of, like we saw for the boys, just so many teams. And uh, like Sacred Heart, I just haven't been able to watch them yet just due to scheduling issues you oh, know, you man, run you into. Gotta go, you got to go see the Valkyries. Yeah. They look good. They're very, um, they're well coached, obviously, with Donna Moyer. Oh, yeah. Um, Zakaria Johnson is, Yeah. she is it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's a freshman, but she's, I mean, her presence on the court, it's beyond her years. You know, she looks comfortable. She's looked comfortable since the first game. Yeah. And, um, you know, she really has that team rolling. Josie Gilvin, Reagan Bender. Yeah. You know, just this, a, a, you know, a well-oiled machine, and they look like they're charging headfirst to that uh, repeat state championship. Yeah. I mean, you knew all eyes would be on them, and so far they have lived up to that hype. And, again, they've just, not only had they played, you know, the good teams in state, you know, they've already played Bullet East and was able to beat Bullet East. And then again, you're going to see them play some of the best teams that this state has to offer. So I think that's the one thing that they've proven so far why they are the cream of the crop because they haven't, you could say, shied away from competition and they're winning in that competition. So again, you kind of have to tip the cap to them and they haven't even lost to anybody in the state of Kentucky yet. Only losses a team uh, to Missouri when they played in the uh, holiday tournament in Florida, but since then they've been rolling and uh, they just blew out Assumption 86-40. to 40. They blew out Owensboro Catholic, who's probably the favorite in the third region down there uh, in western part of Kentucky. So, yeah, Sacred Heart on a mission, and I look forward to seeing them as well as many uh, the teams in the girls' LIT next week. Oh, it's going to be a fun week. It is. JL, that's all I got. Any last words, anything you need to pinpoint? Dude, I think I, think I like this. Yeah, I might have to come back. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we'll get you back on here for sure. So uh, you did a great job, and you filled in great for Jason. I'll go ahead and tell Franks he is fired, uh, and he is off the clock for good now. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's the man. He's good. But that's really all we have for this week's Prep Rally Podcast. Uh, be on the lookout on social media. Coming up on Thursday, we have some stuff that we will be uh, sharing with you all. We're looking forward to that. But 
In the meantime, thank you all so much. As always, we truly do appreciate it. Have a great one.